It's time for you to be a part of the show. Email or call with questions for Dr. Mike now. Email ask Dr. Mike Smith at radiomd.com or call 877-711-5211. What are you waiting for? The doctor is in. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. I have a whole bunch of them that are coming in now, and I really appreciate that. I really enjoy this part of the show. Uh, So let's get to the first one. This is from Alex, and he asks, Have you heard about conditioning your blood flow to treat dementia? Well, Alex, uh, when I first read your question, no, I didn't. I wasn't sure what that was, so I had to do some research. But once I started getting into it, I realized exactly what they were going on, what they were doing here, and what the theory was. Alex, this idea of conditioning your blood flow to treat dementia is really, it falls under the theory of hormesis. Now, let me explain what hormesis is. Hormesis is the study of stressors that you think might be bad, but if given in just a little bit of a dose, can actually help your body by stimulating your own defenses. Alex, the entire immune system is based on this. The, the immune system is based on the fact that you you get a little bit of a bacteria, a little bit of a virus, a little bit of a fungus, or a little bit of a toxin in your system, and that that contact with that low-dose bacteria, that low-dose virus, that low-dose toxin, it's just enough to stimulate the immune response but not cause harm. That's hormesis. It's the study of that kind of stuff. Um, I think it it started with radiation. The idea that actually maybe flying in a plane on occasion is actually good because as you go higher up, you get more radiation. That actually might stimulate some of the immune system, some of the anti-radiation and antioxidants uh, systems you have in your in your body. That's hormesis, and that's exactly what conditioning your blood flow for treating dementia is. It's a hormesis type event. What you do now, I pulled this, Alex, from. Um, let me see here. Give me one sec. It was from the Augusta Chronicle uh, that came out a few months ago. Maybe this is the same one you saw. That's why you're asking the question. But um, what it simply says, it starts off, this report says, briefly cutting off blood flow in the arm could stave off dementia caused by a chronic lack of blood flow in deeper parts of the brain. So this is an important part, Alex. This is not for Alzheimer's dementia. There's different types of dementia, which is where, where your cognitive ability has has diminished. Okay, And one form of dementia is called vascular dementia, like uh, having a stroke. Um, having a repeated strokes, for instance, small, repeated, transient ischemic attacks. These are small strokes over several years can actually lead to dementia. It's not Alzheimer's. It's a vascular problem. So they're looking specifically at vascular dementias here. And, uh, and it turns out that when you cut off the blood supply to a a large limb like a um, an arm, and I and I guess this might apply to to a leg or whatever. But you you just get a big blood pressure cuff, you turn it on real high pressure, you cut off that blood supply. That decreases the amount of blood that can actually travel up into the neck, into the brain. So you cause a small little low oxygen event. 
for a short period of time. So you cut off the blood flow. It brings down oxygen uh, and blood flow to the brain for a short, really short period of time, but it's just enough to stimulate some of the defense properties that brain cells have, like antioxidants, anti-inflammatory, that kind of stuff. So it's it truly is a experiment in hormesis. Um, it's it's interesting when you think about it, Alex. A vascular dementia occurs because of low blood flow over time, maybe several little small strokes, what have you. And here we are actually doing the same thing. We're cutting off the blood flow to the brain for just real quick, but it's just enough to kind of prime the brain cells to almost adapt to that so that when there is a stroke that happens or a a significant event that really decreases the brain flow, uh, the blood flow, the brain can respond better. It's really awesome when you think about it. So that's what conditioning blood flow to treat dementia is. It's a, it's a, an experiment in hormesis. Knock out the blood flow a little bit, kick in brain cell defenses so that when there is an actual stroke, you don't get dementia because the brain cells adapt better because they've been, they've been primed to respond to that low blood flow. That's what conditioning blood flow is. So really, really awesome stuff. There was, in this report, Alex, too, again, the Augusta Chronicle, uh, they talked a little bit about some of the results they had. But um, as a matter of fact, there were some improvements in MRI, improvements in vascular cognitive impairment. But it's all at really very basic research level. It's not in clinical practice at this point, but it's really interesting, hormesis. Okay. Next question comes from Lewis. Dr. Mike, should one take natokinase and vitamin K2? If so, what are the suggested doses? So I did a whole, I did a study on, uh, a study, I did a segment recently on uh, natokinase. Um, And I, I was comparing natokinase to an enzyme called serapeptase. And these are enzymes that you can take in a capsule form that once they get into your system, they break down protein. Uh, and some of the proteins they can break down are the ones involved in clot flo- uh, formation. And I do like natokinase. It's, it's, I think, the better one of the two. Natokinase, when you take it, will break down something called fibrinogen, which is a protein that's needed to make a clot. So when you break down fibrinogen, you're preventing too many clots from forming. And that's why a lot of people use natokinase. Um, now, the question about should you take natokinase and vitamin K2, you can. Um, people, I think the worry is is that a lot of people who are trying to prevent clots, they are told to avoid vitamin K because vitamin K is what the body uses to make clots. So you don't want to take a bunch of vitamin K when you're trying to prevent clots. Right. I mean, that's why when people go on like warfarin, which is one of the classic anticoagulants, one of the classic blood thinners, their doctors say, now watch your vitamin K. Don't eat. Don't take vitamin K. Don't eat your leafy greens, which is just horrible advice, by the way, um, because you don't want to counteract uh, the medication. But here's the thing. Lewis, you're specifically asking, and this is a good question about vitamin K, two. See, there's two types of vitamin K. There's vitamin K1, which is more involved with blood clotting, and then there's vitamin K2, which is more involved in managing calcium for the body. 
because of that, you can safely take a blood thinner with vitamin K2. Now, vitamin K2 has some, you know, very little effect on, on blood clotting, but not like vitamin K1. So you can take um, a vitamin K2 product with something like natokinase, and, and you're okay. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of companies, including Life Extension, we make a – because we want people to get vitamin K2 regardless of what other meds you're on. So we make a, a product called low-dose vitamin K2, which is just, – it's just all K2, nothing, nothing else. And we do that for people on blood thinners. The dose for natokinase is going to be 100 milligrams. Uh, more specifically, though, a lot of these enzyme products are measured in what are called functional units, like – how a functional unit is a measurement of how well it's breaking down the protein, in this case, fibrinogen for natokinase. So you want to make sure the label, Lewis, says 100 milligrams of natokinase and 2,000 um, functional units, or FUs, uh, on, on the label. Uh, as far as K2, uh, probably around a milligram a day is where you want to be at uh, with that. So you can. So yes, you can do natokinase with K2. And there are your doses. Great, great question. Great opportunity for me to teach about K1 versus K2. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.